Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast, we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. Uh, For this episode, I'm once again joined by... Liam, welcome back. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. Not bad, thanks. Um, I'm glad that uh, we seem to be past the really hot weather right now. To be honest. Yeah. I'm not a heat guy. (laughs) Well, there is meant to be more coming, apparently, more heat waves. Yeah, I'm sure there is. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, um, yeah I'm not looking forward to it very much uh, we'll we'll definitely have all the fans on all the fans on all the windows open anything yeah. we can to get a bit of a breeze exactly and I think I don't know about you but I think I think another reason why it more I, I've never liked uh, hot weather but I think I'm even sort of more wary of it since being a guide dog user because it sort of affects the ability to take the dog out if it gets too hot yeah I'm noticing it more this time around with this dog than my previous dog yeah well to be fair with I don't really think the heat waves properly started when say you and I would have had our first dogs like they weren't I think there was some especially like in terms of being up at college together, but nothing like what they are now, no. No. Well, yeah, where it's getting, like, above 30. Yeah. I never... I mean, yeah, I'm sure you're going to get some difference with your dog, because your dog's... Your new, your current dog's black, right? Yeah. Because the do, other one wasn't, so I'm noticing a lot more with that. Yeah, I do think that plays a difference, but even, I think, no matter what the colour of the dog, I think the big one is, if it's, like, over 25 degrees you could risk like the concrete could be so hot that you could risk burning their pads yeah so I know um, was it I was told by someone from Guide Dogs to do the the like the test on the ground before going out yeah put your hand down if you can keep it there for a few seconds then yeah it's like three to five seconds yeah without yeah, with, like without it being unbearably bad but yeah hey ho well, uh, for our main focus for this episode, it's uh, not uh, guide dog related. Uh, recently, Liam, you've uh, got back from Italy. Yes, uh, recently. Yes, was there for the blind football Euros. Uh, people may recall uh, on the last episode you were on, uh, well, football crazy blind football crazy wrestling mad we uh, you had not long got back from Argentina but we also talked about the upcoming Euros at the time yes we did that seems so long ago now <laughs> yes yes uh, yeah time is a construct of human perception uh, and all that but yeah uh as far as 
the tournament is concerned uh like how do you feel about it like looking back on it yeah looking back on it um overall it was a really good tournament for for the team um really good to put what we've been in uh, what we've been practicing for the last year like into into match games and coming away with the results that we wanted in the majority of the games um and yeah just a good experience and good fun yeah i think um for those who wouldn't be aware it is worth saying uh if england finished third in the end yeah we finished third got the bronze yeah won the third place playoff game yeah we uh beat germany on penalties in that mhm in blind football do you guys feel that sort of sense of rivalry with germany that is very much something you you grow up with when you follow sighted football yeah um I think there's a rivalry with the majority of games, but definitely when you you play against like the likes of Germany and, and Spain for us, I like the two better teams, shall we say, within Europe. Okay. So in that sense, so as in they're the two main rivalries because of a quality standpoint. Yeah, from a, a quality standpoint, um, obviously Spain. Well, it's just like normal football, really. They're both. Both good quality teams in the blind game and in normal football, so Yeah. But I think it's fair to say, like, if you in regular football I don't think Spain would ever be considered a rival for England in the same way that Germany uh, not as big as Germany, no. I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. In terms of in terms of quality, I'd say they are you know. Yeah, they are up there. I mean, at this point, I mean, on paper, as far as regular football, you could argue England and Germany have been better than Spain. I know yeah. that's probably a bit hard to say with the recent results uh, England, the regular England <laughs> team had. But I mean, I know we're more here to talk about blind football, but I would just say that I'd argue I don't think can judge on those games too much. No, you got to think that by that point, when we were playing whatever teams they were hungry in that, um, yeah, some of the players playing had played like sixty odd games that season. So, yeah, again, like not. I realise, especially the la- the latter game, you know, losing four nil to Hungary in England, not fantastic at all. But I think it, you know, it's very much people very much. You know, turning into chicken little and uh, pro- proclaiming that the sky is falling and, <laughs> and that Southgate should be sacked. Uh, I think you know yeah, need a reality uh, check. Not going to do that. No. Six months before a major tournament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, even yeah, I mean, even logistically, you wouldn't do that. But I wouldn't say they need to anyway. No. no. But, like you said, you've got players that have played fifty to sixty odd games in the last 10 months and then you expect them to you know go again after a couple of weeks off yeah certainly but um, back to blind football yeah <laughs> uh, was 
this your first major tournament? Um, yes, my first major tournament. Uh, is it similar to regular footballs in the Euros is every four years, World Cup every four years? Um, yeah, roughly, roughly about that sort of time frame. But obviously we have the, the Paralympics in within that cycle as well. So Sure. I think... What are we on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, round about the same sort of cycle. Or well, maybe the Euros every two years, actually. Right. It was last, anyway. Okay. As far as... I mean, as far as you meant with those three tournaments we mentioned, could you say is they're like a sort of priority scale as far as which one is considered more of a major tournament? Um, well, I can only speak on what's happening, obviously, in this cycle since Tokyo to Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, if you won the Euros, you are... You, you gain a place at um, Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite handy for the winners being France then. Yeah, so I imagine that second place Turkey will, will get that spot. I think that's how it works, but don't 100% correct me on that. Okay, so and what, then, what it was it you think France were meant to automatically be in anyway? Due to the home nation, yeah, okay. yeah, sense. home nation, yeah. So I think it goes down to the next one. I think, but okay. Um, but the top eight in the World Games next year in Birmingham, as it goes, um, go through to the uh, Paralympics. Okay. Cool. So, when you say the World Games, is that? Is the tournament? It's the World Cup, but they're they're calling it the World Games. So, right, and is that a similar structure to what the Euros was? As far as, but obviously you have teams from every continent over. So, yeah, but I'm just supposed to think of just like because for those who may not be aware, say with the Euros, it was two groups of five. Yeah, two groups of five. Um, first and second in each group go through straight to semi-finals mm-hmm. um, first in group A V second in group B and the same again first group B second group A yeah then obviously your finals yeah and that ended up being so was it did you guys top your group so yeah we finished top of group B so we had to place uh, had to face second in group A which was Turkey and then France wins a Group A uh, against Germany, runners-up in Group B. Okay. Uh, and who are the other nations like at the tournament? So within, obviously, Group A will go first. With France and Turkey, you had Italy as the hosts, mm-hmm. uh, Greece and the Czech Republic. And then... In our group, obviously, England, Germany, uh, Poland, Romania, and Spain. Um, and was, and as far as, obviously, you topped the group, so good results. Was it 
a hundred percent rate for you? Yep, four games played, four games won, no goals conceded, and quite a few scored. Did you get any? Um, I didn't know. So I know we've talked about in the past that you tend to play more defensive. Yeah, I'm more defensive, so keeping the, like, those clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you did manage to do that job, really, considering as well, as it in both the semi-final and the third place, the games ended nil-nil in regular time, correct? Correct, yeah. We were the only team not to concede in actual open play match games. Mm. It's a pretty good achievement, really. It is, yeah. Just a shame that, um, you know, we got bronze instead of, you know, with a record like that. Yeah, no, it's... I think it's often the case in football and really any sport sometimes that there I think there's always an element of luck I think it's fair to say oh yeah 100% because I think you, you never know with penalties how it's going to go so penalties but also I think bef- peek behind the curtain before we start recording you were telling me about wasn't there there was one particular moment in the semi-final against Turkey yes the uh I still don't know till this day how it the ball didn't go in. Um, our captain Owen had a shot. It hit one post, uh, rolled across the line, hit the goalkeeper on the way, hit the other post, and still managed to not cross the line. Yeah, it's pretty well, fortunate yeah. for Turkey. Unfortunate for very much so. England. Yeah, and. As you said, before we start recording, on another day that goes in. Yeah, any any other day that goes in, or even against us, that probably goes in. So, just one of those things. Yeah, certainly. So again, for people who may not be aware, like we mentioned, it being nil-nil in regular time, going to penalties, it does go straight to penalties, correct? There's no extra time? Yep. Um, obviously draw at the end of the game straight to penalties uh, free each I believe free each okay and as far as the game itself like how long is the playing time so the rules state that it's 15 minutes stop clock so they are 15 minute halves but every time the ball goes out of play um ref or the timer timekeeper on the side will stop it so you go from 15 minutes of actual playing to essentially like 25 30 minutes you know like per half as it were right okay and that's a new system um yes they've uh, brought it in for this for this cycle is there a particular reason uh, given for why the change was made? Um, I'm not sure, really. They're just sort of bringing in new uh, new rules and, I suppose, seeing how they go sort of thing. Okay. And when you I'm, s- I'm not really sure. 
Okay. And when you say this cycle, that's from what Tokyo to Paris? Yeah, um, Paralympic wise. I believe it started sort of at the start of this year up until Paris. Okay. And then what is it going to probably be reviewed after Paris on whether it um, stays around? Yeah, I should imagine it will be reviewed. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I suppose because it's because uh, when you were saying it when you were saying it to me earlier, I think I was very much confused because it's didn't sound familiar to me at all from what seems like a eternity ago that I did play. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I think when you played it was twenty minutes rolling clock. Yeah. A half, yeah. Yeah, per half. Yeah, certainly. It's funny really, you mentioned with the World Games being in Birmingham, I'm guessing that means the games is it gonna be at St George's Park? No, um it's all within the uh, University of Birmingham. Okay. Well, they've they've got a five-a-side pitch that can be used. A um, futsal yes. pitch. I believe so. I, well, I imagine they do. Um, it's not just uh, blind football there. It's quite a few other sports, hence why they've called it like the World Games and stuff. So. Okay. But we're, we're part of it. So. Yeah. No, because I just it's obviously really... So the last game I played was at St George's Park in Birmingham for the was it the Disability Cup final? Yeah, it's yeah the the famous the famous game. <laughs> yeah, where well, I think it's been mentioned before in previous episodes. But yeah, where I got my a minor concussion <laughs> and bit of a hullabaloo for getting me off the pitch I felt at the time anyway I get precautions and all that yeah I understand precautions but I do agree with it it was a bit it was a bit much yeah (laughs) the stretcher I could understand it was the oxygen mask that I think was where you know I was a bit like I think it looked like you were just like almost dead on the floor so I think they panicked yeah, to be fair, I, 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 could, I could probably understand from a from a visual point of view, it probably did look, because, I mean, I don't know if you had it explained to you or something, but I think at least, I think, because it's like, I tried to, I turned to run, and then I think the ball changed direction, I went to twist around, and I just sort of like, basically did a twisting back bump. Because nice. I think from the constant... I didn't know at the time, but found out like a few days after that I had I got a minor concussion. I think with the constant twisting around, my yeah. my balance just went <laughs> in the moment. Like my brain, you know, my 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 slightly bruised brain was there. Like this is too much. Yeah, understandable, really. Certainly, yeah, very much so. But yeah. It was. Uh, it's weird. That was that was six years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to think of that, but yeah, it's. But to go then. Back to Italy. 
again I think on the last episode you and I did we talked about how when it came to Europe you had been to Spain and Germany uh, with the team yep correct so this was your first time in general to Italy yeah first time in general to Italy Uh, so I assume it was a straight flight yeah it was a straight flight from a London Stansted to Pescara. Pescara being where the tournament, where the Euros were held? Yep, that's where it was held. Nice. I'm guessing it was only a couple of hours. Um, yeah, it was, was two hours the flight. Went smoothly? Um, yeah, as smooth as a plane can go, I suppose. Is that why you're not a fan of being on a plane? Um, I don't mind it. Um, obviously, more turbulence than that there is than it. Then I get a bit oof, you know, a bit jittery. But when it's when it's smooth, it's all right. And when it's only like two hours long, it's it's even better. So, well, yeah, sure. A bit easier than it would have been going to Argentina. Oh yeah, a, a lot easier. No, no jet lag either, really. No, although I think I was in more tired coming back from Italy than I was Argentina yeah I mean do you think that could be a result though of you did play more games out in Italy didn't you Um, well I actually played more in terms of minutes and games out in Argentina I think it was probably the heat and everything as well in terms of Italy sure okay how how warm was it Um, well sort of I think the coolest it was was about 25 I think the hottest was about 31 oh, sounds horrible yeah it wouldn't, you wouldn't have liked it no not at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that, yeah uh, it certainly does not sound fun how did it come to about for you when playing in that kind of heat like did you manage to adjust? I'm guessing there were like, was there water breaks during the matches? Yeah, so um, within the games, it was put in that around about eight minutes in each half, you'd have a, a water break, and that was whether or not it was red hot or um, sort of cooling off, you still had, still had that break within the game, which was fine. Um, but obviously, we went out a week before the tournament started to have like a warm weather camp and obviously get used to the get used to what the heat would be like when playing yeah um so the first training session we did was quite hot it was around about sort of half 10 11 o'clock that time so half 9 10 uh our time here Mm um i didn't get through the full session the heat got the best of me but sort of after that training session i had climatized well and yeah, it was all was all fine. That's, well, at least it didn't take you too long. No, it took. Well, the, we got there on the Saturday, and the first training session wasn't till the Monday, so we had the sort of Sunday to rest where we didn't do much. But in terms of playing, it's it's obviously a lot more because you are obviously moving around in in that sort of heat. So, but yeah, didn't take too long, which is like you said, a good thing. As far as like playing your matches were 
were most of the like did you manage to avoid do you think being play like playing at the hottest time um yeah we had like obviously the water breaks and stuff to rely on and in terms of England we had like ice towels if we were too hot to put on okay that's I mean that's good of course so like as a whole with the tournament like we talked about that slightly disappointing you know with uh, getting third instead of you know getting first but it sounds like you know overall it was pretty successful for the team like yeah it was was successful like I said earlier it was nice to put what we'd been working on for the past year into actual games and you know overcoming the uh, you know the unfortunate semi-final to to come back and actually win a penalty shootout the next time we played was was even better so yeah sure I mean how what was the time period between losing the semi-final and playing the third place playoff yeah so we lost uh, when did we lose the Wednesday evening uh-huh. we didn't play again until the Friday evening for the third fourth okay so we had a sort of a couple of days to to you know get over it and we uh, what's the word I'm thinking of to recover and you know bounce back yeah to recruit to recuperate yep that's the word <laughs> really and I mean did you find that easy to do like or you know like sort of had the night I guess after losing and then like when you woke up did you feel better maybe the wrong words because I feel like it's still fresh at that point yeah I mean I can only obviously speak for myself I don't know about the rest of the team but like you sort of said you had the Wednesday evening to sort of to obviously be devastated and for me I woke up the Thursday thinking right we've got a game tomorrow now let's let's refocus Mm -hmm. and I think the majority of us probably felt that way knowing you know that that doesn't that game's gone now let's we still got one game left let's go out and actually win and you know get a, a medal sure yeah no I mean it's a nice medal for you to have really certainly yeah yeah I mean it shows you know we are you know what we've been working on as a sort of a newish team, I suppose. You know, a few uh, youngish teams, shall I say, even a few younger ones mixed in with the senior ones. That you know, we can still compete at the highest level and come away with a medal. So, certainly. <clears throat> like, and when it came to. Mentioned it was the Friday evening, 
that uh, you played against Germany for the bronze. Uh, did you have long, like we talked about when you were in Argentina, you had like a day after uh, you finished playing to uh, sort of relax in the country. Did you have the same? Yeah, we um, obviously our last game was the Friday evening, like you said, and we didn't fly back till the Saturday evening. So we had the full day uh, in Pescara, just uh, sitting on the beach. Nice. Didn't fancy watching the final then. Uh, the final was on straight after our third fourth, so we had to oh, stay okay. and stay and watch it, obviously, to get our third place bronze. I feel like that must have been slightly sore. Uh, yeah, it was, but like I sort of said to you before, it was sort of one of those games where we were like. We'd played, we'd got what we wanted, and now we just sort of had to wait around and we weren't, well, I wasn't particularly invested in the final. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Yeah. But, but um, you know, still still good to just sort of be in and around it and see, see it really, from sure. an experience point of view. That's, no, it's... Fair enough. Did, did you not pay enough attention then to comment on whether France deserved to win it? If they were the better team? Um, sort of paid attention to, to bits of it. Um, it was nil-nil. It was sort of end-to-end, I'd say. As much as it could have been. Um, but France's penalties were just were just, were just better. Sure. That's you know, that's fair enough. Do you think, because we've talked about quite a few nil-nil results today, and I guess for anyone who's uh, listening who's not too familiar with blind football, they may be wondering, you know, is a low score is a low uh, is a low scoring game, you know, common? Like, is that more expected in blind football? Mm. Uh, so in terms of like the games at the Euros, I think there was five nil nils. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more common before the new set of rules come in because I think where you have uh, lesser time in terms of actual minutes played, I feel like it's sort of more open and teams are just generally getting getting better at attacking and different formations and shapes and all that stuff so okay that's fair enough so at the time of recording you've been back for just over a week yep just over a week now been just chilling yeah just having a a week off just to recover really yeah so you say like a week off are you you know back to work as it were when it comes to training soon then um yeah um we've been given some stuff in the uh, interim before our next camp which we don't actually know when it is yet um 
to just sort of do some stuff to, as it were, keep ticking over. Um, but we've got the league this Saturday, so. Okay. Is, like, how does a blind football season run? So, it's changed uh, since we come back from uh, the pandemic. So, last April, it's now gone from October to April to April to October. So, more of a summer league. Okay. And is there a particular reason for that change that you're aware of? Um, I think because of obviously being up in, in Hereford and going through the winter months, and obviously it can be pretty cold and snow and stuff can potentially cancel it. They've just sort of tried to avoid that as much as possible. Okay. And is it also, I think, again, before we start recording, but you mentioned as well, is it, it correlates with... Uh, the rest of Europe? Yeah, um, I know for... I know the German league run there sort of the same time or very similar time. Okay. Um, so I think it's just to sort of... I don't know if it... Well... Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it is to match up with, with those and to have the sort of same league fixtures, really. Okay. And I think because obviously most of our tournament, tournaments are sort of summertime to get used to playing in that sort of time frame, I suppose. That's fair. I feel like it might be easier, really, isn't it, to not have to worry about playing around Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, they never put one on in December anyway, which was always, always nice. But then sort of when you got to... January and there was more chance of snow and stuff it sort of became a bit of a, an issue I feel like and maybe I'm wrong or maybe this shows where my mind would be at but there's there's a part of me that feels like if you were playing around that time like I know I guess because if, if fitness is on someone's mind they may be able to they may not I guess want to indulge as much as like people tend to do at Christmas time. This is obviously for um, those who celebrate Christmas, obviously. Yeah. Um, I suppose some people can look at it in that way. Um, I think because you didn't really play till the end of January, you had enough time to indulge. Yeah. And still. Fair. You know, still get back on it, sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. So, for those who may want as well, like when it comes to league, how many teams are there? So this season, we've got four, four teams. Okay, so that's so that's increased since I was playing because it was free at that point. You had West Bro- was it West Bromwich, Merseyside, and Hereford. So yep, and now we've got uh, Brighton. Okay. So, who are you playing for? I am playing for Brighton this season. Okay. Because is it still a case of do they like they switch players each season? Um, a few players have swapped around this this season. Uh, obviously, with the new team coming in. 
Uh, we've gone in terms of Brighton for players that live Closer. in the south of, south of England. So. Sure. That well, makes sense, of course. Yeah. Do you know why? Like, what's sort of the reason behind the new team being set up in Brighton? Like, um, we've, in terms of this country, like you said, it's only ever been three teams, and we're very, uh, um, what's the word in? Very like hot on promoting the game more and getting more people involved. And uh, Brighton used to, or still do, sorry, run a session. Um, and they were quite interested in joining up in the league. So they they joined up this season. Yeah, okay. I was just suppose wondering why, if there was any particular reason for Brighton specifically. Because as you sort of, sort of covered there as well, like it makes sense for there to be a team down south. That was often something when I was doing uh, blind football, of course, I think at that point, you and I being students at RNC in Hereford, were representing Hereford, but when, you know, would think about afterwards, there was, in my mind, it was a bit like, you know, you know, West Bromwich being the closest team, when especially for someone like myself, who was right on the south coast, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a distance to travel. Yeah, and don't be wrong. Like Brighton isn't. If if we went back, as like you know, five six years as I mentioned when I was doing it, you know, it's not like Brighton was majorly close to where I was, but then it's probably in the grand scheme of things closer to than going to West Bromwich, or seems less of a hassle, and then even. If I'd continued when I went to uni, it would have been even easier for me, actually, funnily enough, being in Winchester at the time. Yeah. So it does make sense that, and I think it's definitely a good thing for uh, there to be more teams uh, around the country. And I mean, who knows, maybe down the line they'll be able to introduce more. Yeah, they've just started as well this season, like uh, a second league so for people that are new into the game, they still have the opportunity to play in their own league away from um, international players as well. So, Okay. With the same teams? Um, at the minute, there's only sort of... Uh, well, each team has a couple of players from each, so they just sort of get um, muddled in together, as it were. Okay. I mean, definitely makes sense is good really isn't it to give sort of people the exposure early on isn't it yeah exactly and like especially if you're first time playing there you're playing against you know an England team or a variation of an English England team it's a bit you know daunting yeah so not suggesting that it is what's being done but I feel like it would very much give you a sensation of being set up to fail yeah and like it doesn't go in with growing the game and improving participation levels by seeing someone who's played or trained a couple of times in with with the England uh, 
team, as it were. Yeah, no, certainly. But then there is opportunities as well within that for, obviously, when they develop to come up into the, as they're calling it, the Premiership. Yeah. Okay. Have you... uh, So you said this season for Brian was... Who were you playing for previously? We mentioned you were at Hereford. Were you still playing for Hereford? Um, No, I've now played officially for every team. Um, I was at Merseyside before uh, Brighton got involved um, just after just after the pandemic, so last year. Right. And so while you were at West Bromwich after Hereford? Um, yeah, left. When did I leave Hereford? Uh, finished playing for Hereford in 2018 or 2019. When you left it the college? It might have been 2018. And then went to play for West Brom. Okay. Was that a result of just putting you on a different team or the fact that at the time West Bromwich was closer to London? Um, it was um, the fact of obviously RNC being the college team, they wanted college students to, to play for them. Sure. And obviously at that point I wasn't. So I yeah. said, oh, people that go to the college and live in and around Hereford to and obviously, I didn't fit in any of those categories, so yeah, it was fine. Yeah, no, it makes sense. To be fair, definitely says no. You know, no problem with that. I would. No, I, I had no issue with it. It made sense. Yeah, exactly. So, like we mentioned about when it co- when it comes to the league, then when the games are played, is it? Do you say it was at the? Is it the last weekend of the month? Um, usually, um, obviously, in saying that, it's the first weekend of the month this time. But we do have one uh, later on in July as well. And is it a case? Uh, is it a case of you go to Hereford and or play each other throughout the day? Um, yeah. So you play. Two Premiership fixtures. Um, okay. So this weekend, I know we've got uh, Merseyside and West Brom to play, um, and they usually sort of work it out as a Premiership game, and then like the Championship, um, and then yeah, sort of like that. So a few games in each, really. Okay. And is it a case of? Will you be making your own way to Hereford or is it a case of, uh, you know, as a team you need to make it your way up together sort of? Um, well, you, you can do both. Brighton do have a mini bus that they run um, so you can go up as a team. But um, we, well, I tend to, you know, make my own way to, to Hereford. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Otherwise, it's a nice seven o'clock in the morning start to get to Hereford. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an early start. Yeah, nice early start. When's the last time you were back, like playing at Hereford? 
Uh, was at the end of April was the first set of league fixtures. Sure. Do you find it, I guess because you're doing it pretty regularly, I assume it wouldn't be for you, because I'm saying this is someone who, like, I haven't been at, like, in Hereford at RNC for a while, like, and, and like, the notion of being back there would feels like it'd be pretty weird, but... Yeah, I mean, like you said, I do go there quite regularly, but it is still weird every time I go there. Yeah, is there, like, a part of you that, say, for example, actually, I had at the time of recording this happened to me yesterday, where we uh, met a friend of ours, me and my wife this is, who's still living at the University of Winchester because she's done a master's. So we went there to, you know, meet up with her. But I was saying to my wife that it feels pretty... Like there's a, I think it varies each time, but sometimes it just feels quite... I don't know if nostalgic feels too strong of a word, but it's quite surreal, and I think there's a part of my mind that's like it like takes you back sort of thing yeah because you've spent so long there like you said it is that part we think oh you know i used to do this every day or yeah yeah there still is that part of it um especially like walking around around the college i still think you know i haven't lost the navigation part of it i still know my way around and stuff but it is still weird yeah no because i think I mean, it's very much a situation. It's not like, I mean, I guess maybe you do actually through, through football actually. But like in my situation, if I went there, it's not like I'd know any students there anymore. Yeah, I only know the ones like you said that play football. Apart yeah. from that, they're all new. Yeah. And even like, one of the halls, in fact, the one where we stayed has changed name since. So, oh, I guess it? even. Yeah, they've changed it from uh, Orchard to uh, Stevens. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. There so. you go. <laughs> That's my new thing I've learned for the day. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I think we've come to a good place to wrap up, Liam. Yeah. Uh Congratulations again on yours and everyone for the England team on getting bronze. Thank you. And and obviously, in general, thank you for joining me once again. You're welcome, anytime. Yes, and thank you to those of you for listening, and until next time goodbye well that was a very informative chat hopefully you found it educational and somewhat entertaining you can follow me on twitter at the blind brennan send an email to the blind brennan at gmail.com or join the facebook group listen with your eyes if you can like share and rate the podcast that would be very much appreciated you've been listening with your eyes and you'll hear us again next time (laughs) 